So I'm going to um, dedicate these to the church, put them in service, and then I'll ask you to rise and turn and face the cross for our opening hymn. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dearly beloved, the Lord God by his Holy Spirit has caused all scripture to be written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Such learning takes place when we hear the word, hold it fast and honest in the good heart, in an honest and good heart, and we bear fruit with patience. It is fitting that these few Bibles be sanctified by the word of God and prayer for use in the services of our Lord. Let us pray. Oh God, you have given us your holy word to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. We implore you to bless these few Bibles, enlighten the hearts and minds of those who read from them, and open the ears of all who hear the gospel proclaimed from them, that by your spirit they may earnestly hold fast to him who is the way, the truth, and the life, even Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless these pew Bibles for use in the holy, his holy church. Amen. Let us rise and face the cross and sing our opening hymn.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful. We take some time for silent prayer as we ask the Holy Spirit to create clean hearts within us. Spirit of God, we confess. In Christ Jesus, you and I receive the fullness of who we are called to be through the Spirit who has been given to us. United with Christ through our baptism, the Spirit who claims us as the Father's own now delivers to us the message of his mercy. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom have you made them all. These all look to you. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you send forth your spirit, they are created. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God and for the unity of all, let us pray as we are united by the Spirit. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, O Holy Spirit, for you live and reign with the Father and the Son, one God, now and forever. We sing, Shine, Jesus, Shine.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh God, on this day you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Our Old Testament reading comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 11. Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord, and he gathered 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. And as soon as the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did not continue to do it. Now two men remained in the camp, one named Eldad and the other named Medad, and the Spirit rested on them. They were among those registered, but they had not gone out to the tent, and so they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua the son of Nun, the assistant of Moses from his youth, said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would put his spirit on them? And Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We read Psalm 25 responsively. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Our second reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost arrives, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, 
devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one of one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues that mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mocking said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even all my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day, and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Please all rise for the reading of the verse of the day. Alleluia. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the seventh chapter. All that the Father gives me, oops, excuse me, that's chapter six. This is a good verse, verse two. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone's thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Let us profess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe.
Please be seated. We have any children that would like to come up for the children's message? Like it's just you and me, kid. That means you have to answer every single question, all right? Is that a deal? Work good? Awesome. All right, so a long, long, long time ago, there was only one language in the world. Everybody spoke the same language. And there was these people, and they said, hey, this is really cool. You know what? Let's build a tower, and we're going to build a tower up to be God so that we can be like him. And so they were building their tower and getting closer and closer, so they thought to heaven. And God decided, no, it's not going to happen. The tower was destroyed. The people were sent all over the world, and nobody spoke the same language. And it sounds like just a bunch of babbling. Oh, by the way, they call that the Tower of Babel because nobody could understand anybody. So now we have languages all over the place. In fact, we probably have several different languages that are spoken here in, in our church. But God, because he loves us, decided that on one day, many, 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 many years later, and a little bit over 2,000 years ago, around 2,030 years ago, thereabout maybe, he decided to send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy the Spirit descended on the disciples of Jesus, the whole group were together, and there were flames dancing on their heads, and people heard the sound of wind, and these disciples of Jesus could speak different languages now, languages they never spoke. And on that day was the Feast of Pentecost in the Jewish church, and people came from all over the world with all their different languages, and they were amazed because they all heard in their own tongue, in their own language, English, or it could have been any other language that was around in the world at that time. And they heard one, one message, one very, very key message. We're going to build another tower here. If I could find there. Right, one. Maybe let's see what we can do here. I need that. Ah, that's, thank you, sir. Are you clicking a time clock on me? That is okay. I know everybody's waiting to see what I'm going to spell here. You know, I had them in order when I came down here. Because I knew that I would have a hard time finding the right letters. Missing one letter. Where did it go? There it is. Okay. So... You can tell everybody, as soon as I get my tower built, what this message was to everybody. Jesus, right? I'd show you all, but I'll probably knock down the tower. So the message was that Jesus came, and he died for you and me, all of them, all the people back then, all the people who have come since then, all the people who come after them, because we're all sinners. And so he, animals would die too. Did he die for the animals? He died for everything and everybody. But most importantly, he died for you and me, moms and dads, 
grandparents, friends, everyone. So that you and I, by believing in Jesus, can also go to heaven. And that's the real true message of Pentecost, is that we can believe in Jesus by the power of, of God's word. So we're going to pray and ask that God just blesses everybody with the knowledge of him. Can we do that? Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for sending your Holy Spirit so long ago to convict people through the power of your word about Jesus, who lived and died and rose for everyone. Thank you for blessing us with faith in Jesus. Send us out with your word to bless all those who do not know you so that they too, through the power of the Holy Spirit, can believe in you as their Lord and Savior. In your name, amen. Thank you, sir. Let us sing our hymn of the day.
Please rise. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we pray that you bless us with your Holy Spirit and take the words from my mouth to penetrate the hearts of all who hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Sometimes, uh, oh, please be seated. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you can stand up the whole time if you want, but this might be a long one today. Who knows? So I, I sometimes get, get chided gently because I play every single verse of long hymns. And, and usually there's a reason I do that, and many might not understand it, and many would, would, might. The hymn we just sang is, is, is an amazing hymn. hymn. And, and for me, personally, in, in 1998, they, we played this hymn, and 55 of, of my pastor-to-be brothers walked into the sanctuary in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where we received our first call. So that one, that hymn is always on my heart, and I will usually play all verses with it. So just give me grace when we do that. So grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning is the New Testament lesson that Jason read from us in the book of Acts, the second chapter, um, verses 1 to, to 21. So God is definitely a God of communication. He speaks to us, and he usually speaks quite plainly. It, and it is because of this that the Bible and other materials are translated into the most obscure languages on our planet. Nowhere do we see this more clearly than the very first Pentecost, which was, we mark as the birth of the Christian church. This is now an ongoing work as the birth of, of Christ to which Luke the author of Acts, alludes to in his introduction to the, to the book. He says this, In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. His reference to the first book is the Gospel of Luke. The work of Christ continues now through the church. That means you and me. And that work would require the ability to communicate Christ to the world in a manner that is clear and direct. And this sets up today's text. Fifty days after Christ's resurrection, the followers of Christ in Jerusalem, and there were about 120 of them in number, gathered in one house. Some think that it was the same house where they had celebrated the Last Supper. Our text doesn't tell us why they gathered, but it's not much a leap, I think, for us to suggest that this is simply was a worship service, a gathering to worship together and most likely would have included the Lord's Supper. Otherwise, why would the whole Christian community have gathered together? And during that gathering, a special manifestation of the Holy Spirit was poured out on them. Tongues of fire rested on their heads. The sound of a great rushing wind drew the people of Jerusalem to that place. The followers of Jesus are perhaps just the apostles were there praising God in loud voices. They were praising God by speaking to all that God had done in Christ. 
And miraculously, every single one in that crowd heard them speaking in his or her own language. We don't know the mechanics of this, whether the apostles were suddenly speaking in language that they hadn't previously known, or if the people's ears miraculously translated the words into their own language. We have no way to know this. But what is key is that they had perfect understanding. They were hearing about what God had done in Jesus Christ, and they were understanding it perfectly. It's important to make clear that the tongues or languages here in our text were existing human languages. This is not some special Holy Spirit language. The text is crystal clear on this point, and even more mentions several of the languages. In Acts 2, verse 6 to 9, it says this, Each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native languages, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia and all the rest? God is not a God of confusion. He does not want to create chaos. His desire is clear communication. And this is very different from the supposed speaking in tongues that we see in the charismatic church today. This is not a question of interpretation, but the clear reading of the text. Our text is simply talking about existing human languages. And why is that important? Because faith comes by hearing the word of God. The church is the people of God, the believers in Jesus Christ. But believers do not exist apart from hearing the word of God. If people are not told about Jesus Christ and what Christ has done for them, it's impossible to believe it. So while the church is the people of God, it never exists apart from the marks of the church, the word, the sacrament. And without the message that Christ died on the cross for your sins, for my sins, for the sins of the whole world, the church does not even exist. And so we see this in Pentecost, that the crowd gathered because of the complex miracles that were taking place during that time. And the text says, all were amazed and perplexed, saying that one another, what does this mean? I think that's where Luther got that wonderful statement. What does this mean? Acts chapter 2, verse 12. But the people do not come to faith until Peter preaches the word of God to them. And this is what he preached. This is in verse 14 and 16 through 17 in Acts 2. He says, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. This is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be God, God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Peter starts in the Old Testament and implies the Old Testament scriptures to what Christ had done. Peter preached law. Peter preached gospel to the people. And when they understood what God had done and that, th that they, because of their sins, bore responsibility for it, their consequences were cut open. They asked Peter what they were to do and this is Peter's response in verse 38. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift 
of the Holy Spirit. And we are told that that day, 3,000 were baptized and the church exploded. The church grows because people hear the clear, pure word of God. It is not a matter of some secret process. It is about communication. God communicates to you and me through the word of God. It worked that way for Peter. If Peter, an apostle, brought people to faith using the word of God, how much more so will it be true for you and me today who are hardly apostles? God speaks to us in human languages, using words and sentences. God speaks in all languages, all clearly. This came really clear to me one day many years ago, and I, I probably have shared this story here before or, or with some of you. This is back at my second congregation, and a young man and his fiancée had came into the church looking for a place to get married. And, uh, and in, in that process, the young man was a Christian, Lutheran, brought up in the Lutheran church. The young lady was from Vietnam, born and raised in Vietnam. Her first language of Vietnamese. She spoke English, though. And we met, and we went through the Word, and then I'd given her a Bible, and it just, nothing ever clicked. She just, just shook her head, couldn't get it. And I'm like, what is going on here? And then I remembered Acts 2. And there was a pastor in, our, in the Texas district who was down on the coast who was Vietnamese. And I called him and said, do you by any chance have a Vietnamese Bible or where I can buy one? And he sent me a Bible. I gave it to her. In the meantime, we had the wedding. And uh, I gave her the book, the Bible, in Vietnamese. And Jeff, her husband, called me and said, Pastor, I can't sleep. I said, okay, how can I help you? Tiff, her name is Tiffany, he called her Tiff. Tiff will not put that book down and she reads it out loud in Vietnamese and I have no clue what she's saying. <laughs> but Tiffany got convicted because the words were words she understand. The human language for her, I call the heart language, was Vietnamese. And that what brought her, what brought her to face with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why it is so important that we create Bibles in every possible language there is and get them to where the people can have it and where they can hear it. And that is the focus of what I believe Pentecost is to teach us. Christ died on the cross and rose again from the dead to give us forgiveness of our sins and life everlasting. That is the gospel right there. Generally, we must prepare people for the gospel by teaching laws, Peter did, and they must see that they're sinners, and they must see that they need a savior. They need to see that they, by their sins, participated in the crucifixion of Christ, God the Son. But once they see their sin, then they are ready to hear the message that their sins are forgiven. It's a message that you and I also need to hear on a daily basis, for which of us here this morning is less of a sinner than anyone we see on the street. We also need to be consistently reminded that we have a Savior in Jesus Christ. And so the message is clearly communicated. The church is established. The church is built up. The church is sustained. 
Luke says this in Acts 2.21, And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And thus we see from the beginning, from what its very birth in this world on Pentecost, the church is about the word of God. The word, the scriptures are the center of everything. It ought to be the center of our lives. It is that word that simply and clearly communicates to us what God has done for you and for me and for our whole world. That we have a Savior. His name is Christ Jesus. And by his death on the cross and by his resurrection, we are saved. And thus, this is Pentecost. Clear communication that is in Christ. And that we, you, I, our world, indeed, has the forgiveness of our sins. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, again, we just thank you for sending your spirit on each one of us. Whether it happened through the reading of the word, whether it happened at our baptism, or, or where else it might have happened as your word penetrated our hearts. We give you thanks for those who shared it to us. We give you thanks that we can share it to others too. In Jesus' name. Amen. We sing, we fall down.
Please rise. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful. Let us pray. Confident in Christ our Savior and in the promised intercession of the Holy Spirit, let us lift up our hearts and voices in prayer to our Father above. Faithful Lord, your mercies are new every morning. Even when we stray from your presence through disobedience to your commands, you reconcile and restore us through the spirit of the message, who is Christ himself, our hope of glory. Redeeming Savior, you prepare a place for us in your Father's kingdom and promise to all who trust in you the inheritance of life forever in your presence. Help us with our hearts to believe and with our mouths to confess your saving name. Sanctifying Spirit, you fill the lives of all who trust in Jesus. Grant restoration and peace to those who are broken in heart and mind, body and soul. Grant that each one of us find refreshment in your presence. Open our eyes to the needs of our neighbors, for in them we see you, and in serving them we give our service to you. Sovereign King, you are the Lord of all things in heaven and on earth. Watch over the community, the state, and the nation in which we live, guiding all public servants to act justly. Love mercy and walk humbly with you as their God. Enable us to dwell in security and peace, giving witness to the message of Christ with both boldness and gentleness, so that those who have yet to receive you as their Savior may be brought to saving faith. Great physician, you, you give healing to those who cry to you for mercy. Today we lift up before you those who are listed in our, in our bulletin. Steve and Barbara, Penny and Jason, Dave and Sam, Christine and Tina and, and Bob. We also lift up the families of, of Margaret Avapachia, the family of Larry Schrader, and the family of Tom Coleman. And we pray for comfort for them as they mourn their deaths. Whatever issues we may be facing, help us to look to you and remember that in Christ alone, we receive the fullness of who we are called to be. Receiving the fullness of your spirit and offering these prayers to you, O oh, gracious Lord, we trust that you hear and answer us according to your good and gracious will. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and solitary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who sends to us your Holy Spirit that with our hearts we believe in you and with our mouths we confess your saving name. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying.
blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son to bear our sin and be our Savior. Gathered in the fellowship of your spirit, we trust in you, O Lord, to forgive us, renew us, and lead us by means of your holy word. To you, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be all the glory and honor now and forever. Our Father, who art in heaven. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated.
Please rise. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this solitary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. We sing our closing hymn, a hymn of glory. Let us sing.
Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Do we have any announcements this morning? <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a race. Good morning. I want to thank you all for supporting our Early Learning Center. Um, each and every one of you is such a big support but in terms of um, your financial gifts, your personal service, and your prayers. And, you know, we have such a great ministry to the young families of this community. I want to invite you all to our June 10th graduation that's coming up for the preschoolers. So this is a, a group of young kids that's going to be graduating from preschool into kindergarten. And I, I, I really would love to have every one of us there to support these families. Let's show our commitment to the families as well as to our staff. It's really important that they know that we're all behind them. So um, anyway, again, that is June 10th. It's a Saturday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Thanks. Thank you, Doreen. My name is Rachel, and I'm working on the decorations for the Vacation Bible School, which is the third, last week in June, third week in June? Last, last week in June. <laughs> um, supposedly, we are to build the walls of Babylon out of mattress boxes. Well, not supposedly. You will build the walls well, yes, of Babylon. Yes, but we cannot make them out of mattress boxes. See, that's where I'm going with this. <laughs> I have been to every mattress store in Reading, and nobody does mattress boxes anymore. They wrap everything in cellophane. So we had to kind of change our plans. Uh, I was able to go to Kubler's and get sofa boxes, because they're eight feet long and about... I don't know, they're like a box, like a refrigerator box, so we'd have to slice them up and everything. But um, they're going to be getting them in periodically in the next week. And I'm kind of looking for somebody who might live in Reading that could once in a while go pick them up <laughs> and bring them to the church sometime so that we don't have to drive all the way in from Happy Valley and pick them up and go back home and everything. So if you would be eligible to do that, maybe if you have a pickup or something, because being eight feet long, we can't fit them in our car. So. <laughs> um, so we're going to try and get those. The other thing is that uh, for some of these other boxes, we do need probably 20 boxes that are all the same size to make some of the hedging. Uh, and I'm getting lots of boxes, and I thank you all for that, because we can use the cardboard from them. But uh, for some of these things, we need to build everything you know, exactly even and all that. So keep that in mind if you happen to be moving or something, and you get a whole bunch of boxes that are all the same size, let me know, and uh, we may be able to use them. The other thing is that, um, Vicki and I have been kind of working on trying to figure out what we're doing when and you know once we get everything together we still need lots of paint I still have some left from last year but we need a lot of beiges browns and kind of yellow colors 
uh, and that I don't have a whole lot of. So if you have anything left over, it doesn't matter if it's spray paint or if it's enamel or if it's you know latex or house paint or whatever kind of paint for that. And then if um, any of you are eligible to be working at different times in the next three weeks or so, just let me know, give me your name, tell me what you'd like to do. If you'd like to cut, if you'd like to paint, if you'd like to stack, if you'd like <laughs> any of those kinds of things, okay? So uh, my phone number is in the church directory. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. We're, we're truly blessed to have Rachel and Vicki as the head of the team to build Babylon. And... Uh, Real quick, next week will be our last picture day for our picture directory. Uh, so those have not taken a picture, please show up next week. Or if you need retakes, we'll do that next week also. Um, I put it on the screen and uh, it's in the messenger. You can go to TonyHord.com uh, backslash Trinity-Lutheran. If you've already had your picture taken, you can view it there. Okay, and. Uh, I have an information sheet, if everybody will grab one of those and fill it out and turn it back into me and I'll get, get it with Tony um, so we can have it in the directory. Okay, and also just reiterate, um, let's all show up June 10th for the preschool graduation. Let's really show them, you know, that our church and preschool is together as one. All right, thank you. Thank you, Jason. Other, other announcements? Jane? you top that, right? I said, how do I top that? <laughs> um, so it's, uh, yeah, today's Pentecost. Next, next week, we kind of, we go back to green, and it's the longest season of the year, so the color will be green unless we have some feast days that pop up in there. Um, it is 1025, so you have about 20 minutes to get some coffee. Uh, there might be treats back there talk with each other, and then all of you join us for um, the end times as we to go into a Bible study. Um, you haven't really missed anything. We had one class where I did a, did a lecture, but this today's class, we're going through questions, and don't worry if you don't have the sheet. There's sheets in there, and, and, but come join us because we're going to be talking a lot about what we believe, what other Christians believe, what the world believes. Um, when the end is coming, and how is that going to happen? Uh, no, I'm not going to give you an exact date. <laughs> That's his job. 
<laughs> not mine. So come, come join us, and it'll be, be, be a really good time. Um, and again, go out there. Speak the word and the love of Jesus with people. Let them see it shine in all of you. Because you've got it, the Spirit is living in you. Let it out. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.